for those of you who want to go ahead and be turning there, I'm not ready for the scripture yet, but it'll be starting out Genesis 12. This morning I come so humbly just thanking God that he's seen fit for me to bring a message this morning to Wells Baptist Church. I just want to thank him so much for that because ever since I've been coming to church, this is what I've asked God for, just to give me opportunity. Give me opportunity and I'll, if, you give me, if you'll open the door, I'll go through it. But at first when Kevin asked me, I was, he's like, I need you April the 10th. I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting you that quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and I just want to thank y'all for Kev, God and Kevin for staying fit that I come preach this morning to his flock that uh, one that he herds up and he thinks so much of I, and I know he thinks a lot of this church because even though we don't see it well as that, and I'm just going to say this because I'm so proud of this church we're always doing something even though we don't see it you know people ask me where do you go to church I kind of I know God rejects the proud but I just kind of I go to Wells Baptist Church. That's where I found, that's where God showed me love. That's where God showed me the love of somebody else other than me. You know, people that put aside their, their own ambitions for yours, and you know, when it's something awesome that, that y'all do that, and I love and thank y'all so much for that, because if not, I probably wouldn't be here today if y'all wouldn't have shown me love the way y'all did since I've been coming here. But for the message this morning, um, me, Pinky, and Kevin was hanging out a couple weeks ago trying to get the soundboard ready and stuff for Send everything work out. Kevin sent me on a mission to get the cables for the thing, and I don't know nothing about it. And the dude got down there. He's like, "What do you need?" I said, "I don't know. My password on the list. Here you go. You find it." <laughs> and um, anyways, was up there, and we was, and I showed Kevin a video I saw on I saw on YouTube that was, it's very funny, but it's um, if I had the knowledge Kevin did, I could probably do it, but I'm not there yet, and it. Because, like he said, you got to have everything right for this. And later on that night, we were sitting there, and, and this right here popped up on the screen at the end of Worth It All. I showed them the song. They were like, do you have it? And I was like, yeah, I just downloaded it the other day. I've been listening to it like crazy. And they was like, and they got to this part right here. And Kevin thumped the screen and said, right there's a message for itself right there. And so, and I've, I've been struggling all week. I didn't finally get to do nothing, putting the message together probably till. Thursday night, I kind of realized that this is what my message was going to be about, but I didn't know nothing, what I was going to do it over. But, you know, if you ask yourself, is he worth it all? Just ask yourself, is he still worth it all to you? Is he worth everything you're going through? And this morning as we go through some stuff, uh, I hope I can show you that he's worth it and the way sometimes we ignore him. And, but this morning I want to come to you out of Genesis 12, starting in verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And as Abram was 75 years old, 
when he departed from Haran. Then Abraham took Sarah and his wife and Lot and his brother's son and all the possessions that they had gathered and the people whom that he acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. You know, I come, y'all can be seated now. Um, you know, as you think about that song, Worth It All, and it, and I've got some of my message from a, from a, a pastor on TV that his message was so powerful that I, and I asked God when I seen that message, like, Lord, man, help me spread this guy's word because he was so on fire about it. Ronnie called me and he said, dude, turn it on this channel. He is on fire tonight. You've got to watch this. And, I, and it's been on my TV since January, and I've probably watched it 1,800 times since then because it's just an awesome reminder. And I'm going to, but, you know, it's like Abraham. He never once stopped at the, when he got to the crossroad right there where God told him to pick up and move. You know, Abraham never sat there and just went, huh, hmm, why would I go there? Why would I go take this route? Staying here is a whole lot easier. You know, we just, staying right here would be easier. Why do I need to go where God's leading me to go? Why do I need to step out for God? Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? And you know, Abraham was just, Abram was so awesome when it comes to, to just answering God's word. When God told him to move, he moved. And I'll show you some more in scriptures here in a minute. But, um, you know, I love, I love Abraham because he reminds me of so many of us. Because in Genesis 12, I have it wrote down somewhere. In Genesis 12, 10, it talks about Abraham. He goes into Egypt. And he lies to escape death. You know, and I just think about that because that's like how we are. Some, we're so high on the mountain sometimes and we're here and we're there and we're going, yeah, God, this is it, this is it. But then, like Abram, he, he's not perfect, just like us. Because I, there's, two, there's, there's a few guys in the Bible, and I really want to live an example like they did. Abraham, for one, because the way when God asked him to move, he started walking. In Genesis 22, I think it is, he said, Abram, or he said, here I am. And I'm going to go to that scripture in a little while because I got another point out of there. But he said, here I am. How many of us can sit there and say, here I am, every time God says your name? You know, that's just so awesome that he can do that. But at the same time, he has flaws just like us. And I was thinking to myself one day, I was like, man, I'd probably never be able to be a quarter of the man that Abraham was for God. But then I kept reading you know, I usually just read that part right there and I quit because it's so awesome. But then I get to verse 10 finally and I'm like, wow, he told a lie like I do sometimes. He slipped up like I do. You know, and God just shows us, you know, no matter how awesome of a person you are, you're still going to step up sometimes. And, uh, you know, during that message I was talking about with that other pastor, you know, um, it gets crazy sometimes in life. You get going so fast and you really ask yourself sometimes, is it worth it all? Is it really worth this? Because we'll get in front of our friends and coworkers and be like, no, can't go there, can't do this. It's not really worth it all then, is it? 
when it comes to taking away your self-pride and everything that God has done for you. Um, and another one that comes to mind is Job. Now, I, I only had time to study for Abraham. I don't expect a Kevin Bible-filled head this morning. <laughs> I can't back... I can back it up with scripture, but I just can't go there like Kevin does off the top of my head. Um, but while studying this, it reminded me of Job, how he did. You know, it was worth it all to him. God took every single thing he had from him and still praised God. You know, that's an awesome example. But this morning, I just kind of want to hit on this right here, you know. This morning when we woke up, how many of us honestly dreaded getting up and coming to church this morning? How many of us really wanted to stay in bed? You know, in the part of that message, he was like, Oh, it's Sunday. i got to go to church. But, you know, and that's us. This is, this is all we have. You know, if a sinner... A sinner should never be more proud of sin than a Christian shall be of salvation. And you know, and that's what crawls all over me sometimes because we sit here and we dread coming to church, dread coming on Wednesday nights. You know, Letha said a thing in her message. She did a message Saturday night, and it was, you know, talking about being yoked up. You know, and you get with somebody, it's like, no, I've been to church four times this week. Can I not go do something else? But you know, the alcoholic or the drug addict don't ever act like that. They offer everything they've got to their God. And us, we can't offer anything to our God that actually lives, breathes, gives us life, answers our prayers. You know, those people, they wake up every morning, and they'll be broke that day for their God. But have you been broke for your God? Have you ever laid all your money down for your God when it comes time to, man, i got to pay my tithes this week, but if I do that, I can't go out to eat with Wednesday at lunchtime with my friends when we usually go. But you know, the unbeliever will do it for his God. Why won't we do it for our God? Because this one, I want to, I want to put, put this across to you so much that God is worth it all. Amen. There's not a point in our life where we should be able to sit here and go, well, should I do this for God? No, you should never ask the question, what has he done for you? You know, I tell Nick all the time, and I'm so ashamed of myself because I don't stand up for my God enough. You know, I get in places, and I'm like, man, I, I can't do this here. Man, I'm going to get fired if I stand up and tell somebody what I think about what they just said about my God. They will fire me today. And you know, so, and now since I've been back from good, oh, man, I don't want to start on that trip. I'd rather the kids come up here and tell you all about it. But I'm telling you, it was so awesome just seeing the kids. I mean, the youth, they're not kids. They're, they're so much more than a kid. They, they've got spiritual minds of the eldest person in church they keep each other in check they praise they're just awesome and i'm going to support the guys here a little bit i told them that the next time we had to use sunday i wouldn't be the one bringing the message for them because i seen about six down there that is filled with god's spirit that could bring some awesome messages like austin he's awesome most of y'all know him as Jelly Roll. We're trying to call him Austin now because he's growing up a whole lot over his past year. <laughs> and you know, Parker, he don't talk much, but when he talks, we listen to him because we know he's got knowledge. Um, and Levi, he's just got into it with us 
but when he, whenever he says something, we listen. We want to we want to use that. You know, um, he's the one that asked if we could stay and do the praise and worship the other night. Now I thank him for that because I, I feel like that's what God has called on his life is to praise and worship. Because I mean, that's to stand up and say that in front of a bunch of kids. I mean, a bunch of bunch of people that was there. That was pretty awesome. Because I ain't going to lie to you, I was tired of standing up, and I wanted to go sit down. But, but since he asked, and I knew the Lord wanted it, we stayed up there, and we praised for another hour and a half, and it was just awesome. But back to my message, you know, in, in Abraham's life, he had so many times to just go away from God, to go a different path. But he, nev- but he never did. You know, and I, I know it's not going to be the last test, but you know, but how do we know that it's not our last test? That if we pass this, God is going to give us full understanding and the peace and joy of being a Christian. And I want you to turn to Genesis 22, starting in verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to Abraham, and he said, Here I am. I mean, how awesome is that? He said, And now it came to pass after these things God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham. He called his name personally. He said, Abraham. And he said, here I am. How many times have us who thank God saying something, we're like, huh? Say it again. I didn't really get what you were saying right there. I didn't know if you was talking to me or the other Nick. I thought you was talking to the ugly Nick, not the good one, the good looking one. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, because that job, that job is a little dirty, you know. You know, Nick likes to get dirty. That's what he does. I don't do that, God. That's not for me. <laughs> you know, Nick's used to grease under his nails. I'm not, you know what I'm saying. I wear gloves where I work. <laughs> um, but to go on with it, then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him. There's a burnt offering on one of those mountains in which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. You mean to tell me God asked this guy to offer his son and he woke up early? I mean, he probably rose up out of bed real quick and he said, Oh yeah, got a day for the Lord today. I got to offer my son. That's probably what Abraham did. And how many of us just wake up with God, nothing on our plate? Man, I don't want to go to church today. Man, this, this stinks, man. You know, I kind of want to stay home and watch the pregame today for the, for the Titans game. This stinks, man. You know, man, it's Wednesday night, dude. Man, that awesome reality show is coming on tonight. <laughs> and I'm going to miss it because i got to go to church. But, you know, and it, it tears me up because I do that too sometimes. I do that too probably most of the time. But what does the unbeliever do for their God? The unbeliever is up and ready to go every day for their God. They're ready to get to work to tell the dirty joke. They're ready to get off work at 5 o'clock on Friday to go spend their paycheck at the liquor store. That's what they die for. They live for it. And the message, he said, you know, an, an unbeliever, an alcoholic, his kids will go without shoes. His, his bills won't get paid. He'll leave his wife at home begging and crying for him not to go. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't go there. The unbeliever did that for his God. 
But us, you know, sometimes us are usually for our kids. Well, you know, my kids got something to do today. I, I can't go to church today, even though the Lord's not in me to be there. Amen. You know, Amen. that's just so, man, I just, dude, it's hot up here, man. <laughs> and uh, what I'm trying to say, I take back that comment, Nick. You're a good guy, man. I'm sorry. I don't want you to have no excuse for stopping. With that point right there, what I'm trying to say is, if there's ever a point in your life where you was big for the devil, then you ought to come into being big for God. You know, when I see so many examples here of people that tell their stories of where they used to be, and just one I think of is Ricky Lee, where he used to be so, he'll tell you, he ain't ashamed of it, where he used to be so big for God, and now look what he does for the Lord. He's as big as for God as he is for the Lord. And that's just one example. I'm not going to go over all the 160 we have in here. You know, that's why I love this church, because people ain't ashamed of their story. They tell you, they, they want you to grow. They ain't, there ain't probably too many people in here that's about themselves. They want to help somebody else. They want to see somebody else grow. That's why I thank Kevin for letting me come in here and do this, because he wanted to see somebody else step up. You know, he knows Nick King will do it. He knows Kirby will do it. He knows all these other guys will do it, but he didn't know I would do it until I finally asked him. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, keep going. He split, he's young me with him and Isaac and his son, and he split the wood for burnt offering and arose and went to a place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey and lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and I will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, he said, Here I am, son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. You know, I've already got the point out of that point of scripture that I want to get there, but, you know, if I read it correctly, that was Abraham's last test. God's put him through all kinds of other stuff. God's done this. God's asked him to go here and go there. He never questioned where he wanted to go. How many of you know that yesterday when you seen somebody over on the side of the road or whenever something happens that, you know, I don't think it's something that gets me mad, something that tests me. Hmm. Oh, yeah, driving. <laughs> I cannot stand. My road rage is bad. And I'm just going to be open honest with you, and this is not a joke. I will not put a gun in my truck because I'm scared I'll shoot somebody one day. <laughs> I get that mad. I can't handle it. Like, we came back in Monday morning, and I got called into work at 7.10, had to be there in Elkton at 8 o'clock, and I still had to get a shower. If y'all know what it's like pulling out of Buford Station on the 31 Highway during school rush, you ain't ever been, you ain't ever, I'm just telling you, it's just a thing you got to do for yourself. <laughs> going with traffic sometimes is about a 5 to 10 minute way. If you're going against traffic and getting another lane, you're there for 20, 25 minutes, easy. And I was behind the guy waiting for him to put up a red light there. 
And that school's been there for 25 years and I ain't put one up yet and I'm sure they were going to put one up that day for him. <laughs> but my thing on that was God spoke to me after I, after I seen this part of the message that with God, you know, it was like, you know, if you would have, if you had sat there and stayed cool, temper-minded, you know, got, and I got so mad at him, that might have been your last test. I might have gave you that victory. You may never have to worry about somebody else being all up on your bumper again or, I mean, I, for some reason this guy was going to Elkton too. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why in the world two people from Lynn will go to Elkton at the same time on Monday morning. I mean, there ain't nothing down there. And I ain't trying to get mad at it, but I mean, seriously. I mean, it was just an obvious test of being back on a high on top of a mountain for the Lord that weekend. And that Monday morning, the Lord knew where he was going to put my test at. And I'm telling you, I didn't get to work until about 8.20. And I was flipping out. I'm telling you, when I've got somewhere to be and I'm not there yet, my heart cannot stay in my chest. I'm telling you, I feel the heart beating in my cheeks. I'm like, man, this guy's got to go. I'm frustrated. And, but anyways, you know, what if that would have been my last test? Amen, that's right. What if that would have been it? You know, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. This guy brought up one of his tests he had over all week. And, you know, what if that had been it? What if he would have handled it the right way? Would that have been his last test? We don't know that. We have no idea if that's ever going to be our last test. But for some reason, every time the problem comes up, we're praying, God, help me here, help me here. But for some reason, we won't ever take that step forward to get over it. Um, but if we just realize that us being mad and, you know, it just kills me how I sit here and tell everybody I believe, but I live so much like an unbeliever. You know, we watched a video Sunday, uh, the other day Kevin showed us down on that trip. And this guy was all over his friend. It's a video from the skit guys, Kevin shows, y'all know him. And he was all over his friend about, show me something in the Bible. Show me where God actually shows up in your life. You know, and he couldn't find it in Scripture. And at the end of the message, he said, dude, the only difference between me and you is, I sleep in on Sunday mornings. Wouldn't you hate to know that's the only difference between you and the unbeliever? Is that they sleep in on Sunday mornings? Because... That's what this is about. It's about giving up your time to get in the Word, to show somebody else. I really believe that our point ain't to touch somebody in church. It's to get those that are out there that ain't in here. We keep an empty chair in our Sunday school room, and we did it with a guy session on there. And that's so important because, you know, you see so many empty places of somebody that was here that got turned away, somebody that walked in and nobody ever said nothing to Somebody that just really got fed up. I know there's that person out there that's begging for it, just waiting for somebody just to mention it. Do you know Jesus? Just somebody, man, let me tell you about how God works through my life. There's somebody out there waiting for you to tell them every day in your life. I can promise you, you've passed somebody one time in your life that's waiting for somebody to say something about God to them. But we pass it up. But I guarantee the unbeliever will tell you how awesome this liquor was that weekend. But most of us won't go into our work and tell them how awesome the praise and worship service was Sunday morning at church. Because we want to, we just want to fit in. We just want to be a part of the crowd. 
man, I just want to nail this to y'all. It's worth it all. In the song, it says, I know I wouldn't remember if I didn't copy it off, but it says, I don't understand your ways, but oh, I will give you my song. I will give you all of my praise. Man, that's, this song just has a, a message in itself. I mean, I'm serious. For me, the where, where I'm, you can sit and play this song to me, and that message is played to me every time. I, I'm good. I, that's all the message I needed. The song lasts for three minutes, and I'm good to go. I'm telling you, because that song just hits me in so many places to where I need to be. And this weekend we talked about joy, getting true joy. Most of us know the acronym, Jesus Others You. And you know, the joy is worth it. The joy is worth putting Jesus first. The joy is worth it going out there and living for God because he lived and died for you. You ain't done nothing. You ain't died for him yet. You know, Kevin preached a message, you know, you haven't been to the point where somebody has a gun to your head and asks you, do you believe in Jesus? You haven't had no bloodshed for this yet. We haven't. I'm not sure some of No, I'm not going to get that. I know some of us have a mind that wonder like that because I do. But anyways, um, in the others, it's worth it. It's worth laying down yourself for somebody else. And a part of that song says, Now around every corner and up every mountain, I'm no longer looking for crowns or water from fountains. I've talked to Kevin. I don't know what water from fountains is. I like to build you up wise. I don't know. I just know in the Bible it talks about if you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. That's all the thing I know about fountains. But I'm no longer looking for crowns. The Lord spoke to me on that. How many times have y'all set aside, set aside yourself to do something for somebody else, but you was looking for the reward? You wasn't doing it just because out of the goodness of your heart that I needed to step out and touch somebody. Out of the goodness of my heart. You know, whenever you get to a point in life where you're like, man, this guy's asking for help, but nobody's going to see me. I'm probably not going to do it no more. You know, I'm probably not going to do it because I'm not going to get a reward. Or you do it for somebody and you come in here and say, hey, man, guess what I've been doing all this week? Guess what I did? Guess what I've done? You know, Nick said, if you're too busy patting yourself on the back, then God won't have a chance to pat you on the back. A lot of us wonder why we don't get blessings from what we've done for people. Well, stop patting yourself on the back. Let God, let God put his hand there. Let somebody else put their hand there. Stop patting yourself on the back. And... And I just love that part of that song because it's where I want to be. Now, up every mountain and around every corner, I'm no longer looking for crowns. I'm no longer looking to make y'all happy. I'm no longer just sitting here. At the beginning of the week, I was thinking, man, I sure hope I get this message or I can touch somebody in church's life. I hope somebody that's here today, I touch them and change them. But then by Thursday, I was like, why am I going to do that? Why am I going to try to touch somebody in here? This message is for God. I want Him to. I want Him to touch somebody. I don't want to touch you. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not going to be there for you like I should be, the way God can. I promise you, I'm going to let you down, probably about 80% of the time if you ask me to do something. Ask my girlfriend, and the Bible talks about it. And I get bad persecution for this now. <laughs> I'm not the best at saying, oh, I promise I'll do this. If I say I promise, probably. <laughs> I keep some promises, but if you just say, hey, man, can you do this? I'll be like, I'll be there. I'm better at that. It's just leaving it at that. Just take my word like the Bible says, and I'm leaving it here. Just take my word, please. 
But God's promise, he's never broke. He's never let you wander. He's never let you go out too far to where you'd fall off. If he's ever touched your life, he's never let you go that far. You can run as fast and hard as you want to, but I promise you, he's right here behind you just every step of the way. Just You ain't getting rid of me just yet because he has a plan for your life. Man, just thinking of God, like I said that of that song, man, you're going to be worth it. I just couldn't imagine sitting there with God on the cross looking at me saying, you're going to be worth it. The last part of that song, he's saying, you're going to be worth it. He never asked why. He was born into a life knowing what had to be paid, what had to be done. We wake up in the morning knowing we got to go to town for somebody and pick up a couple groceries for them, and it crawls all over us. And this dude knew when he woke up, he knew what he was doing that day and never once delayed it. He prayed and said, God, if this is your will, let it be done. Most of us like, God, this is your will and it ain't going to be done. I know I'm like that a lot of times. And at the same time, I just look at Abraham's life to where he could have took the other road. He, could, he was at the crossroad. But he could have went a different way, but he took God's way. Why? Because it was worth it. God kept every single one of his promises. Abraham's like us. Sometimes he tried to rush it. I think it's in, I don't know, it's in Genesis. It's right after that. Is it 14 where he gets that girl pregnant? I don't know either. So I got it in my notes. No, I don't either. I threw that one away. But anyways, him and his wife tried to rush them having a, having a kid. And God promised him, I will give you a son. But they was tired of waiting, just like we do are sometimes. But this morning, I'm leaving you with, it's going to be worth it. The wait is worth it. Not fitting in is worth it. Living for God is totally worth everything that we had to live for. This is, you know, this is all we have. As a Christian, this is all we've got to do. It's to serve somebody else. You know, down there, we did. We had a three-day trip, so the Lord had them heart to do the true joy. First day was Jesus, others. And the third day, right when we got ready to go in there, we were sitting down talking, and the Lord had spoke to him, and he said, you know, sometimes life's like this. Sometimes you got to wait two days before you can do something for yourself. You know, it was totally worth it. I didn't even want to talk about yourself on, on that day. I didn't because, you know, it's not about me. It never has been about me. We watched another video, and it was so awesome where God, Jesus was talking to Peter after the crucifixion, and, and him and Peter was talking, and he said, Do you love me? And Peter kept talking about it. He said, No, Peter, do you really love me? And finally Peter said, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he said, What did Mary come to you and say? He said, well, tell Peter and the disciples and finally caught on. He said, you said my name. But I don't deserve you to say my name. And he said, no, no. What I did at the cross made it okay for me to say your name. You know, it's never about you. It's always about me is what he said. It's never about us. It's always about him. And I promise you, if you keep leaving for him, this 
everything you go through at work when you go in on Monday mornings whenever you don't want to be there. But the Lord's using you. He wants you to show your life. He wants you to shine your light through and be something different. You know, if you talk like they do and act like they do, well, what's different from you? They slept in yesterday. They got a good rested weekend. What's different from you? We got to be careful there because we're probably the only Jesus a lot of people we come in kind of life will ever see. So we got to watch it. This morning, I just want to ask you, as you just search through your life right now and just think about everything you go through and ask at the end of the day, ask yourself, is he still worth it all? Is he still worth everything you've got? Is he still worth it to you? And this morning, if, if you haven't made the decision to choose Christ yet, I come here proclaiming to you, it's worth it. I traded in 20 friends to get a whole building full. They were never there for me. When when everything in life was done, all the good times, the football games, the partying, when it was done, I was by myself. But here, I'm always with everybody. You know, when it's time to get off work, I go home by myself. You know, my coworkers ain't there, but these people are. You know, I just want to come to you. If you ever have a question in your mind, man, what am I really getting into? You're getting into the kingdom of God that is totally worth everything that you have to go through here that I'm telling you, it's just been so awesome just since we've got back from that trip, how God is really just, I'm sure he's moved in all of our lives that went. I'm sure God is, some of us that was dead, he just re-energized us, got us back on fire. I know he did for me. My little fire was dwindling low, then all of a sudden went down there with these Jews and saw how they worshiped, saw how they prayed, saw how they talked about God, saw how they was proud to be a Christian. You know, and I was thinking, man, I need to be a little bit more like that. I need to be a little more like Christ because, I don't know, like I, we talked about it, and it just breaks my heart thinking sometimes how I don't stand up for him. Because sometimes I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth what I'm going to go through with these guys. It's not worth it. But in the back of my heart, in, in my heart, in my mind going, dude, you know it's worth it. What are you talking about? It's worth every single ounce of pain and hurt and suffering you'll go through. This life is but a vapor. But in heaven with him is eternity. That's when you really get to start living. Unbelievers and sinners think they're having a great time here. Man, well, sorry for you because I know where a really, a really happening place is and I know where a happening place is going to be when I die. It's going to be happening up there. It's going to be worth it all. But you know, and I still fight with it. For some reason, I'll fight with it. In John 19, 33, Jesus said, it is finished. But I still fight for something that's already won. It's worth it, guys. Stop fighting. Let him have it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there's probably no point being a Christian if you're going to fight your battle yourself. It seems just about pointless to go out there and do something yourself. Because you're not fighting against each other anymore. This is something that plays with your mind, 
your emotions, your health, everything. But if you let God have it, oh, it's so worth it. But I don't think you're just going to get it by, oh, God, thank you, just do that. I'm going to sit here and do, and do what I do. And that, and that was brought to my attention a lot because Ronnie did a message. Was it Luke when he did that about Jesus walking by Peter in the boat? You know, in Luke, when he's talking about Jesus was walking on water, it says it in there. I want to read that in Scripture. Yeah. The Lord just hit me with that one, so I don't even know where it is. Just bear with me for just one second, please. So, Well, anyways, Luke 8, 22. No, it's where he was walking by the boat. He was walking on water and asked Peter to step out with him. I will apologize about that, y'all. I, I do have a prepared message, but that something just got laid on my heart to say. But as Jesus, in the story it tells, when they find it, I'll, I'll read it to you just to show you. But, you know, Jesus was about to walk by the boat. In the middle of the storm, he was going to walk right past it until one of them said, Jesus, come help us. You know, sometimes we got to, not some, every time we've got to take that step toward him. Let him know, okay, Lord, I'm working for you. I'm making this walk for you. It hurts. It don't seem right. I don't know why I'm going out in the middle of this storm. It's not safe there. But you just got to know at the end of it, when the storm's finally calmed down, when you let Jesus take control of it and let him smooth it out, it's going to be worth it. You know, this morning... I hope the Lord has talked to you through this message. I hope what his purpose wanted done happened. I hope none of you took it as for something that I've put together or I've done. I, I've done this to the best of my ability as the Lord laid it out for me to do. Did you find it? Did you find it? All right, what, where is it? told them to cross over to the other side and they launched out but then the storm came so they did what he said but then the storm came in 
And then when the storm came up, he walked out there, and he, they were afraid. They cried out to him, and he told the storm to settle down, be still, and the storm calmed down. All right. But this morning, I, with that, I'm closing. As we sit here and go through this week, realize who you're living for and what you're doing it for. Realize it's worth everything you go through. It's been worth it all. Don't let the unbeliever be more happy about sinning than you are about salvation. Don't let somebody go in and be more proud than you of the weekend they had than the weekend you've had this weekend or the Sunday morning worship that you had today. Because I'll tell you, I don't know if y'all felt it or not, but the praise and worship this morning was just awesome. Like it is just about every Sunday morning here. Those songs just proclaim how much God, just say how much God loves us, what he did for us. At the cross, I bow my knee where his blood was shed for me. Man, you know, just what Jesus has done for me I know I can never attain, but it sure is worth knowing. It sure, it's just worth it all. So this morning, in closing, if y'all want to go ahead and stand, and we'll give an invitation.